If anything, he was the, the true musician I've ever, truest musician I've ever, ever known because he would, um, what he would do when he came to England, would do, and when he got time off, he'd drive around and see all these different places, you know. Very, he'd see, probably see more of England than I have, you know. And um, he was very dedicated to his instrument. In fact, when we were touring America, he wanted to get a classical degree, and I, I don't know what, what for. I mean, he was a great guitar player, but he said to me one time, you know what, I'm not going to do rock and roll all my life. I wanted, I wanted to become a classical guitar teacher. I wanted to get a degree in classical music. And, and every day off, he'd, he'd get the yellow pages, and we were, all, all of us would be in the bars getting drunk and whatever. He'd, be, he'd have a, a classical lesson in his room. <laughs> Welcome everyone, this is another episode of That Record Got Me High, I'm Rob Elby here in Seattle still. How are you guys doing? Are you guys doing alright? I was, you know, I've been working at the airport, a uh, long day today, and you know, I'm working and everyone's, it's crowded, but people are wearing masks and some people are like agitated, and it's just a really, it's, uh, times are tough now, so I hope, I hope you guys are doing alright. I'm, I'm doing alright, don't worry about me, I'll, I'll be alright, but it's just a... Uh, you know, it's a tough time. So that's why I'm extra happy that I finally got someone here with me in Seattle. <laughs> I have a live person uh, to do a show with, and I'm very excited about that. Uh, real quick, before I introduce my guest, I want to mention some uh, patrons. We have some new patrons to the show. Uh, we have Mr. Mark uh, Garita, who th that's obviously not his real name. He's the guy that he started the uh, that Facebook group, Got Me High page. Which now you could actually get to. We we realized finally that he set it up where like it was really hard to find because it had all these restrictions. So it was like very closed club. But now you could actually find it easier. So search for uh, that that Facebook group got me high on Facebook, and you could join that and uh, become a member. And it, it won't be so exclusive. But uh, and uh, Mark uh, became a patron too. So welcome Mark Garita, welcome Corey Debrawa, Corey Debrawa, and Todd Bouch. They became patrons of the show, and it's awesome. And uh, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, gals, we have some great gal patrons, too. And if you want to become a patron like these cool people, like uh, Corey DeBrower, Todd Bouch, and uh, Mark Garita, which that's not his real name, just go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH, and you can become a patron of the show like these cool people, and I'd really appreciate it. All right. So without further ado, we have in the studio here Mr. Eric Lorman. That's correct. All right, I got it. Eric Lorman. <laughs> There's a pause there. Yes, I know, I know. Well, I, uh, like I said, people are used to me mispronouncing names. All right, Eric, so we have a mutual friend, uh, Todd Nolan, who was on recently. Todd Nolan did a uh, Johnny Cash episode. And I, I was asking people, does anyone know someone in Seattle I could do? And Todd said, I got uh, my friend Eric. Uh, so you guys work together. Where did you guys work together? In uh, in Florida. This is in South Florida, right? In Florida, yeah. yeah. We worked together at uh, Record Bar in the Coral Square Mall. Oh, together nice. In the 86, 87, and then again at Q Records in Coral Springs for another year or so. Oh, okay, nice. And uh, so many a concert together. And uh, Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So how did you, so you end up in Seattle? I followed a girl out here. Did you? I that, did. You know what? That's that's the story as old as I know. time. <laughs> Not together anymore. Um, oh, okay, okay. But uh, yeah, I came out sight unseen in uh, beginning of '97. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, late '90s, you came to Seattle, and that's it. So you've been here that's ever it. since. Oh, ever since. But now you met. Uh, thankfully, you met. I met my another wife lady. And <laughs> have a family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Family and you're here. Fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. And how do you like? Well, you. you I must, love it here. You love yeah. it here, right? Yeah, it's pretty nice. I honestly, I've seen mostly the my hotel and the airport mostly, <laughs> which is sad. I haven't gotten to see much of it, but uh, it seems like a really cool town. Yeah, sure. It's a great town. It is. Yeah, it's a great town. Lots of good music. Lots of good record shops. Right. A lot of good food. Right. And uh, it's been nice out. The weather's been beautiful. Like, I'm, and when I walk to my shuttle just before, I get to see how nice it is out before I don't get to spend any time outside. Well, you came here in the summer, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it yeah, really I, doesn't get better than that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, all right. So Seattle's cool, and you're here, and you uh, you had a problem that many people have. You said 
How do you pick? You were like overthinking. As soon as you had to pick a record, you were like, "Oh, I completely overthought it." Yeah. So yeah. Todd, you know, when he, he talked to me about coming on, he, uh, I said, "Do you have any advice?" He said, "Just don't overthink it," which is <laughs> the absolute worst advice you could give anybody, at least certainly right. me. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, analysis of paralysis, and yeah, I went through a half dozen records and pared it down and, and listened to each of those. And my wife was like, "What does that mean to you?" And if I stuttered <laughs> she at all, helping. she's like, "That's not it." <laughs> Um, oh, okay. You know, I had one that I was eyeing a little bit, but it was more of an EP, five songs. It wasn't really an right. album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so uh, I leaned towards Ozzy. All right. So what did you end yeah. up with? What are we going to talk about? Ozzy Osbourne, Diary of that. All right. That's awesome. I'm glad. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're doing this record. This is a good time. Like I said, this is dark. Uh, this is a really fun record for me to listen to. And I'll be honest, I wasn't, you're younger than me, I think. So you probably, when this, so uh, did you get this? I think you are. Did you get this like right when it came out? Yeah. Uh, all right. So this yeah. came out in uh, 81. Yeah. So his first solo, uh, Blizzard of Oz was 80. And this, yeah. And, right. and so this is the second one. So, all right. How old are, I don't want, I, I don't want to brand you in case you're like trying to hide your age, but how no. old a young man were you? I was 13. Oh, you are. All right. So you are younger than me. Uh, so you were 13, and this. So were you already a fan of Ozzy before this? I had certainly had listened to Blizzard. I think I had it on cassette um, and new Crazy Train and right. new, like, some of that stuff. Right, right. The um, correct. And uh, but then hearing this record, I think it was Flying High Again or Over the Mountain or one of those songs that uh, um, kind of caught my attention. Um, and I fa- just found it a little bit different, I think, than Blizzard. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, a different it, it, it record. Is. It's a more, um, almost a much more mature record, which I don't know why at 13 I found that to be more mature, but <laughs> I did. Um, Maybe you were a mature 13-year-old. Yeah, I, to be to be a hundred percent honest with you, when you first said Diary of the Madman, I thought, oh, cool, uh, the the one with Crazy Train on it, because I didn't know. Right. <laughs> and then I looked and I go, oh no, that's the second one. And I I'd obviously knew you know some of the songs from this, but I had never sat down and listened to this record. And it's funny when you read the reviews of it, I feel like at the time some some fans kind of slagged it. Oh, it's not as good as Blizzard of Oz, but I feel like the record over time has gotten more like um, in in higher esteem with fans because a lot of people so. say the same thing you were saying yeah. that it's kind of mature and it's sophisticated. And I never, I mean, I feel like an idiot now because Randy well, Ozzy Rur- and sophisticated just doesn't go together. That's true. Right? They don't go together. No. They don't go together. But I've heard. I, Randy Rhodes, people talk about Randy Rhodes, how great he was, and I've said, oh, okay, he's great, but I didn't realize, do I actually you sit and listen this to This record, it? for sure. He was amazing, yeah. like an amazing musician, yeah. like up in the echelon of uh, Eddie Van Halen, who we also lost recently, and definitely right up there, oh, like sure. a, a musician, just because he happened to play metal and, and or whatever, hard rock band, this guy was amazing yeah like a musician and it, and it's sad when you read about it obviously he, this was his last recording that right. he did right he died like in their first tour they were touring for this record and some stupid and i read about how he died it's so fucking stupid how he died right just trying to uh scare the guys on the bus with a, in, in a plane right i mean yeah in a plane buzzing the plane idiot, uh, buzzing yeah, the, idiot, the, the bus, yeah. a pilot uh, yeah, yeah buzzing and poor randy was in the plane and yeah it's, it's it's horrible, but it's 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 sad, um, and yeah, like I said, listening to it, I realize, oh man, okay, now I know why so many people talk about Randy Rhodes. I mean, listening to the record times. again several times over the last week, I wonder if he would even be playing metal. Oh yeah, right. Soon well, after this, I mean, to me, it seems like where he was going musically, 
was almost just beyond heavy metal. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of like what I was reading. It was sort of like, it was kind of known. He was gonna. He was saying, Lad, this this is probably going to be the last time I'm going to be playing with Ozzy. He wanted to go back to school, like go to music school and mm-hmm. become more classically trained and learn more and just, yeah, learn. So who knows? God knows what he would be doing. Right. But yeah, I, I, it's, it, it really is sad. But And, and I'll, I'll tell you, I'll give Ozzy credit. I, I mean... Give Ozzy a lot of credit. He's he's a guy. I think the something that really hurt him. I mean, it made him really famous, but it hurt him was the the whole show, the whole reality show, for sure, and everything. Yeah, but uh, when it comes down to it, the, the man's a talented. Got his uh, talented himself. Yeah. He's obviously he's insane. And during this time, I guess he was a hardcore alcoholic, hardcore right. drug addict, right, out of control. But he always managed to surround himself with these players, like really good players. Mm-hmm. And he'd get the best out of people. And look, and it's him singing these songs. And it's him putting, you know, these songs as great as they are. And, and then reading about it, I realized he, he was never one. Like, he never wrote the lyrics, even in Black Sabbath. And it's and it's funny how much the bass player wrote uh, songs on this. Because that's right. the same thing with Black Sabbath. Right. But then doesn't get credit. Yeah, well, that's another. Yeah, we got it. All right. So let's talk about this. So, and... Uh, as a kid, as a thirteen-year-old, you didn't know or I didn't care know any, about of that, any of that, for right? Sure. Of no. course, you don't give a shit about any no. of that, right? No. In fact, you look at the at the album, and it's you see Rudy Sarzo on bass, you see yes. Tommy Aldridge on yes. drums, <laughs> and they didn't play on the record. I know, because uh, I guess uh, by the time the record actually came out, in between recording it, he had already fired those two guys because they were already because I guess originally it was going to be a band. It was maybe going to be called. The, Blizzard of Oz or something. Uh, they, they were. It was going to be a band, and then at some point, uh, when the first album came out, they just put Ozzy on the cover, and they decided right. it was Ozzy, uh, you know, Ozzy Osbourne. It's better marketing. It's it is, and it is better marketing. But I guess uh, bone of contention was the fact that songwriting, which always kills bands all the time, is credit for sure. Getting credit. So uh, that I will say was shitty, super shitty of them to do was have these guys play. All right, so we got Ozzy Osbourne and Randy Rhodes, obviously, but you got Bob Daisley mm-hmm. on bass, uncredited. Right, right. <laughs> and a, a great bass player, yeah. a really good bass player, and he wrote a, a lot of these, he co-wrote uh, yeah. a lot of these songs yeah. uh, from, uh, you know who he played with? Rainbow, I think. Yeah, he was in the uh, Rainbow before this. He, yeah, I was like, I was reading up on some of the people he played with. He played with a bunch of he like, did, yeah. Was it Mundo Jerry? And oh yeah, right, right, right. A bunch yeah. of different people, right. Um, and then uh, the drummer Lee Kerslake. Uh, yeah. Um He played in Uriah Heep. He was yeah. a Uriah Heep drummer for a long and he, time, and and he's a great drummer, man. Yeah. And his drumming on this is is off the charts. And for he sure. also co-wrote uncredited and then there's a keyboard guy it's funny uh johnny i guess this guy johnny cook plays keyboards on it and there's some great uh piano and keyboard he's not credited either. no and then don airy i guess is who they end up picking up yeah and they ended played up with deep up. purple and rainbow right. and a yeah yeah people. another great player but he didn't play on this record at all no. and he's and he's great for sure i know it's so <laughs> that's so sharon osborne yeah uh, all right I, I was gonna ask you that so i mean it's yeah. It is. It is. Yeah, her. And she actually, the the worst thing is that when they did in uh, 2002, they re released it and they had, uh, they had the drum parts and the bass parts removed and re recorded. Yeah. <laughs> Just I so who, the I don't guy. know who the drummer was. It was, I think it was Robert Trujillo, though, on, on bass from Infectious yes, Grooves and right, Metallica. Right, and- right, right. Yeah, and oh, I didn't hear those remixes. I wouldn't. I would why? refuse to listen to why them. Why would you I take would a, not, a classic yeah. record and and replay the parts? Oh, I know. Just to be, yeah, just to fuck with the people because I guess right. they sued. I guess um, Bob Daisley and Lee Kerslake sued them and right. and won. They of course, eventually won. <laughs> yeah. Yes, of course. So they must have been really pissed. So that's why they did that. Yeah. But then they did a deluxe 30th anniversary edition of the record where they, they put they it back put in. Them back. <laughs> It's great. So sad. I know it is. It's sad. Um, so you, I'm. Uh, it's great. You have the record. So is this your original record? This the is record mine. you had when you were 13? Yeah, oh, that's for sure. So cool. Yeah, I get rid of like all my records, Eric. I kept them. I didn't. It wasn't until recently, this past Christmas, I got a turntable and started <laughs> oh, okay. listening again. Oh, and then, again. And now right. I've been out collecting again. Oh, again. So okay. I have my records. I have a bunch that vanished. Some of the right, Metallica, right. Kill 'Em All, Van Halen, one like mysteriously not there anymore. Oh, I don't know where they went. Right, but a lot of them are there, and this was one of the ones that's. But still, you have still your around. diary of a madman. I do. And uh, who is that little boy on the on the? <laughs> Which I just learned in reading about it is his son. 
Lewis. From his first marriage, his right? First marriage, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who I didn't know he had that same. I know, right? Like an old. But age. I always loved the, him there because it looks like a, a, a little Aussie. It does. Right? And it is. And yeah. it's a little Aussie. That's it, it, great. And it actually is, right? <laughs> it is. I mean, it's silly when you look at it now. It's so I mean, silly. It's so at like. At 13, yeah. it was awesome. Oh, of course. Right? <laughs> All of this was awesome. Yeah, yeah. But, it uh, but it's quite silly now it to is. look at it. It's silly. But, but um, it looks like it would be a silly record. And it's yet, it's, I think it's a much, like you're saying, a much more mature record than the first one. It I think is. musically, the songwriting is more mature. Yeah, the arrangements yeah. are. Oh yeah, the arrangements are in- incredible. It's recorded great. Ozzy sounds great on it. I mean, I think it's his best vocal performance. Oh yeah, yeah. In my opinion, I, I think so too. And and I think it, it's it's even. I can't even understand how when you think about how messed up he was and how they were able. It must have been mm-hmm. such a nightmare to get right. <laughs> to go in and actually sing these songs. Right. But obviously, you know what? And even on the record, there's some songs about rock and roll. You know, that's his life. You know, right? He, and if I and he loves it, and that would be the one. I was I was listening to a little bit on on the way in. Like you can't kill rock. And yeah, roll. you can't is, kill rock and roll. Yeah, is probably like the, the cliche song. That, oh, of course, that's of course. the. Uh, it doesn't really fit the record musically. The intros of of that and such is, but then the chorus kind of doesn't fit. I think the rest of the record. Right. I see um, what you're saying, but I also think that's like really Ozzy because the, the thing about when in listening to this, the other thing I was thinking about Ozzy is he was basically as much as he's like the, you know, a devil guy, Prince of darkness, and everything. Right. He's a hippie, right? He's really a, a hippie because he was a Beatles guy. He loved the Beatles. He's from the sixties mm-hmm. and he's, and really he's about, you know, music and all this stuff. So he's a kind of a hippie. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> yeah. he's kind of become almost a, a cartoon character. A co- a, oh yeah. Like a, yeah. He's just sure. such a character. I think moving forward, he is. He is. you know, the Osbournes and things like that made him into this character that came into everybody's homes and everybody knew who he was. Right. 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 At the time he was this, dangerous guy i yeah. think when i was 13 my parents were like ozzy osbourne you know oh yeah well the whole uh suicide solution thing and For everything sure. yeah but he's i think it, he's kind of a softy and the one thing his saving grace is that he's self-aware he's very self-aware i yeah. think of himself yeah he, he kind of knows that there was a great quote i found from his autobiography he said uh he couldn't understand he could not understand why a musician as talented as Rhodes would want to get involved with a bloated alcoholic <laughs> wreck like himself <laughs> And that's yeah. yeah, that's a great that shows that he's uh he knows. That's uh, self-aware for sure. Uh, yeah, that's self-aware. All right. So let's uh let's get into this record and start listening to this uh great record, which like I said, I never sat because I guess when this came out, nineteen eighty one, I was into my you know how you get into you listen to a certain type of music and mm-hmm. then it's this just wouldn't be something I would listen to because it it wasn't my thing to listen to, you know, I only heard stuff on the radio, right. but I just wouldn't have gone out to buy an Oz. But later on, I would have, of course. And I got, and I did that with metal. Like I got into Metallica and stuff like later, later mm-hmm. on when I was older, but then I appreciate, you know, you kind of have to get over yourself and realize you could like all different kinds of music. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's the one good thing about getting old. Oh, absolutely. There's mostly shitty things about getting old, but that's the good thing. You get to get over yourself and listen to well, whatever you get over you want to the, it's, People talk about the guilty pleasures. Yeah, and right, I don't believe right. in that anymore. I know. Why should why should you be a guilty about it? A good song's a good song, right? Exactly. It doesn't matter what the genre is. Exactly. And then I kind of kick myself when I listen to stuff like this, and I say, "Oh, wow! How did I miss? How did I miss this stuff? It's so good." But if you didn't listen to it, then you you know, when would you have picked up listening to that? If somebody didn't recommend it later on. Right, right. That's true. Um, yeah. Because it really, it was like a jump over. You went from Blizzard of Oz and Crazy Train and then to Bark at the Moon, which were kind of two popular songs, tracks from each of those. Right. And then it, it kind of built from there. And right. this one didn't really have that, I think, that breakout hit over right, the mountain. Right. And, and it, I, in my opinion. Right? It, it didn't. No, you're right. Actually, yeah, so, it didn't. I, those are the, I mean, the first two songs were the ones I, I knew and I'd heard before. Right. But you're right. That's why I thought, I said, oh, this must be the Crazy Train record. And right. it wasn't. But this is more of a album because it has all these like deep cuts and it has right. some longer songs. And there's a lot going on on this record. There's a lot going on. And just, and Randy Rhodes, uh, you know, can't say enough. All right, but let's listen. The first song is a killer song, though. The first song hits hard. Yeah. With the drums, the way the drums come in. Oh my God, let's listen to a little bit Over the Mountain.
so good. So 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 it's it's heavy, of course. It's heavy yeah. as fuck. But the musicality in it is like off the charts. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But for nineteen eighty one, heavy. I mean it it was heavier than that's what I was listening to at the time, right? So the first record that I got as a kid botting with my own money was Kiss Alive Two. Oh nice. Okay. Okay, right, right. And Van Halen won, and and then kids at school were listening to moving pictures, and so it kind of started branching out a little bit. Right, right. And then this, for me, right? right. So I'd heard Crazy Hair and stuff, but then, and this was way heavier than any oh, yeah, of those this other was, things. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is heavy. I know, it, it's funny, you, it always goes by time, because then you listen, obviously, stuff came later that was harder and heavier, but for at sure. the time, yeah, this is, but still, that um, just uh, when you listen to it, and then we didn't even get to it, but I'll play it, just the part, like his lead in this is like, it's one of the great metal rock leads ever in the song, so good. out and put together right yeah they, yeah they were saying it's it i mean his playing was different i think on this than than blizzard of oz and they say that's that neoclassical style and i guess what he was learning and you talked about maybe him going back to school right and, right 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 um he obviously was was uh, a student right and yeah and, yeah, and, yeah. and always evolving and he definitely evolved onto this record and and applied a lot of that throughout this record right yeah, it's so good, and and the and the lyrics, uh, which I think are written by the bass player Bob Daisley, are, are really good. I mean, they're good. They're yeah. they're kind of you know hippy dippy you know medley lyrics, but they're but they're good. Um, and it fits Ozzy. I mean, he's good. He's he's a good song stylist because he takes these lyrics that other people write, but he really does make them his own. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't you don't ever doubt that he's his uh, conviction singing these songs. Oh, for sure, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, he owns that. Yeah, right. Uh, with right. every with every song, for sure. Yeah, and and like I said, Randy's guitar solos are otherworldly in this, just otherworldly. So uh, now we get to the next one. We get a subject. Uh, obviously, I would say Ozzy. Maybe either they're writing this thinking it with Ozzy in mind, or he said. Right. <laughs> You know, flying high again, something he's very familiar with, obviously. Uh, but a great, again, a great groove, and it's got that. Uh, well, let's let's listen to it a little bit, and then we could talk about. It. Let's listen to a little bit of flying high again. Parts where the um, where the uh, guitars are dropping out and you got that thumping bass. 
that reminds me of of like Kiss because I'm a little like yeah. I said I'm older than you so the the heavy metal stuff that I listened to before I got into punk and all that was Kiss yeah and, and it's definitely Gene Simmons right yeah it's yeah, a Gene sure. Simmons type thing right yeah. which you can't take away from because even though Kiss is a hard band to stay on board with just because they've done right. so much crap and right. shit but still some of their stuff is great and and when you're a kid of a certain and you discover Kiss like I, absolutely there's nothing else like it no it's kind of yeah it's, it's an probably, introduction to most people into rock and roll. Exactly, right. exactly. And it was for me. And it was, like I said, at the time, it was the heaviest, most dangerous stuff that I listened to. <laughs> well, I opened up the Kiss Alive 2 and you see that concert photo. Yes. <laughs> and Gene on the back with blood. And I mean, it yeah. was captivating. It, right? it was. I mean, it, I felt like I was doing something wrong by listening to that and, and you know, right. hiding yeah. it from my parents. <laughs> yeah, that's great. There's nothing else like that. Yeah. Every kids need that. For sure. Yeah. Now it's like horrible. Now it's like uh, <laughs> this hardcore hip hop stuff. I don't know. I, I sound like a dad whenever I talk about that shit. It's not the same though. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's not even music anymore. Oh my God. Which is exactly what my parents said about what I listened to. All the time. <laughs> oh, that's not it's music. all noise. My dad still says it. Yeah. I don't know how you listen to that stuff. You still listen to that? My dad thought Cheap Trick was noise. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Cheap Trick? Yeah. <laughs> What's great about Flying High, again, though, it's just, it's heavy, but it's just this laid back groove. Like you're talking about Gene Simmons. It just has, they just kind of sit in this pocket. Oh, yeah. Well, the the groove, like you said, it has that groove. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely, which is important. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it it sort of brings, it it brings everything up to a different level, Mm -hmm. you know, even, uh, I mean, I guess some people would just put their nose down on it just because of what it is, because it's Ozzy Diver and Madman, but it's definitely a step above crappy metal <laughs> oh for it sure is. i mean it's so much better and it's so well done the fact that it's this uh certain genre i mean it really it, it's almost in a way it's it's almost not metal it's almost more like hard rock just really good hard rock mm-hmm. yeah. yeah absolutely and especially a song like this like you said because it's just got that groove all right so now we get the aforementioned we were talking about you can't kill rock and roll all right so you feel like this one sticks out a little right <laughs> I think more than the others. I think right. there's more meat and substance to the others. Okay. I think but this, I, I, this is the cliche song. It is, but it's also him talking, I think, to his haters and his critics, yeah. you know, because he's, you know, he's, this is like his manifesto, I think, the Aussie manifesto. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of You Can't Kill Rock and Roll. <laughs> almost like two different songs because at first sure. you think the intro is beautiful it's beautiful but you also think oh it's going to be one of his ballads which he does he does these right. like power ballad type right. things yeah and it's pretty but then yeah then it goes this into is no little ford different... <laughs> yeah right exactly <laughs> uh but then yeah then it goes into this other thing yeah which uh and and it's long i think this is like one of his longest songs he's yeah. ever done seven almost seven minutes yeah it's uh it's a beautiful intro um i think vocally it's um one of his best vocally, one of the best songs on the record though. Yeah. For him. I mean, he sings really he's well singing. on this. Yeah. He's really, he's singing it. Yeah. He's singing the fuck out of it. Yeah, for he sure. He really is. 
Um, and yeah, because uh, he says, because uh, rock and roll is my religion and my law. Won't ever change. May think it's strange. I'm born to rock and roll and I'm here to stay. Yeah, you're right. Super cliche. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think he's really. And and the thing is, the fact that sort of rock. I mean, he sings like rock and roll's kind of saved him. Like without that, he wouldn't have anything. And it's probably true. Someone like him. For he, sure. Yeah. But uh, I was thinking much like Keith Richards. How is he still alive? It's a miracle he's still alive. He can't right? tell you. I'm sure he can't tell you. <laughs> I know. How it is, is a miracle. He? He's alive and poor Randy Rhodes is dead. And it's like, brutal. Yeah. That's, yeah. Is there a God, Eric? No, it, obviously. <laughs> I mean, if it is, he's got a very cruel sense of humor. For sure. Yeah. This episode of That Record Got Me High podcast is brought to you by our patrons at Patreon. What is Patreon? Well, I've only been telling you about it for the past three years, but Patreon is a platform that allows you to support artists and creators that you love. How do you become a patron? Well, I also mentioned this too. You go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH or just go to patreon.com and search for That Record Got Me High podcast and become a patron of the show. It's fun. It's, well, I don't know how fun it is really, but uh, it really helps out and we appreciate you and we have special patron curated episodes and we send out newsletters and uh, it is fun. Let's, I'm just going to go on record as saying it's kind of fun. Go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH and become a patron today. All right, and again, this is what I was saying. As much as he likes to play up the demonic thing, he's really kind of a hippie at heart. And this next one, a believer, I feel like is more of of that side of him, you know? Because basically, he's saying this is this is one. I don't know. Maybe he did this as an answer to the suicide solution song, right? Because <laughs> he's sort of telling you've you've got to believe in yourself, or no one will believe in you. So it's right. kind of like a, a, a like which a is a song. song. Suicide Solution just got a bad rap on as well, right? It did, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh, for sure, yeah, absolutely, yeah. That that whole thing was ridiculous. ridiculous. It, it was, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, all right, but let's listen to a little bit of the the lovely believer. Again, Gene Simmons for sure. For sure. That's a solid rhythm section. That, that, that drummer and uh, the bass player are solid. That's great. Absolutely. I mean, you know, that's why you don't give them credit, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you should pay extra for that. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And, uh, and the but sound... But Bob Daisley continued recording with him and looking at him. He played on like the next four or five records. Oh, did he really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So he continued playing with him <laughs> okay. despite getting shafted. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, hey. And again, uh, Randy Rhodes, he's he's playing uh, like his sounds in there. This is where, uh, again, I say uh, you com- I compare him with Eddie Van Halen a lot because they were exploring these different sounds. And and obviously he was a uh, he influenced a lot of guitarists that came after because you hear a lot of the little stuff he does and everything you hear in these shittier bands that came later you know oh, yeah absolutely yeah he must have influenced now i didn't ask you eric are, are you a musician at all i'm not you're not no oh, okay friends with a lot but you look like a musician i know <laughs> eric's rocker I'll, I'll take a picture so you guys will see yeah he looks more <laughs> like a musician than most of the musicians i have on all right do you so you just hang out with musicians and you're a music lover obviously correct does yeah. it work does your work involve music at all 
No, I, I mean back in the '80s, I worked in record stores right. and things okay. like that. Okay. I've become friends with a lot of musicians. Um, like the EP I was going to do with Queensrÿche. Oh really? They had a, they um, they have a new singer. Um, what well, new? He's been with them almost ten years. But uh, um, I ended up designing a logo for him, and he and I just become best buddies. And and oh, through okay, him, nice. then I became friends with the rest of the guys. And oh nice! I got to go to like the Wacken Festival in Germany with them. And oh, and, uh, look at you! So, yeah, so <laughs> hanging out with Queensrÿche. All I right. know it's good fun. Well, maybe we'll do. Maybe you'll do the Queensrÿche. EP. But why would you pick an EP? Is the EP the only good thing they've done? No, they've done a lot of good things, but it was. <laughs> It was more of um, there was something about that um, that when that came out and hearing the scream of Queen of the Reich when I heard that oh okay. it was like nothing uh, I'd heard uh, that before. really got you high oh that my gosh got you high. okay all right there was nothing like that right that changed the game for a lot of people right okay so you all right so you have this you bring this record home now you're 13 years old do your parents give you shit for this at all they never really looked at what I li- I mean other than the posters on the wall oh, okay. right Iron yeah. Maiden or Judas Priest things like that yeah. They didn't want to hear it, no, so they weren't going to look for it. it. Okay, but my good. parents were, were fantastic. I mean, you grew up in South Florida. You were there for a long time, right? Yeah. Many a show at the Hollywood Sportatorium. Yes. Um, in the middle of nowhere, and at 15, 16, they let me go there. Oh, and they'd go with my friends. Yeah, right, right. I know. Me too. When I was I mean, younger, really? Too, I saw, yeah, I know. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that place was... It's scary, right? It's I mean, true. And, and uh, I went to many, many shows. My, they just, yeah. they su- totally supported me. We survived, though. We turned out for right. sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all, right. all right. So you have the record, and you flip it over now to the side two, and uh, we listen uh, again. This is another one. Like I said, he's such a character. You, it's easy to overlook. What, what a great singer I think he is. And this one, uh, he sings great into a little bit of little dolls. <laughs> That's obviously that's Ozzy harmonizing with himself and saying it's with almost himself. Like has a Beatles esque feel. Yes, to it, doesn't it? exactly. And yeah. I, yeah, I was going to point that out. I mean, obviously, you can't just be a okay singer. Well, maybe in the studio now they could they could fix stuff and make you sound good. But he's really good at doing that. Yeah. I mean, he harmonizes with himself. I've mentioned before, uh, David Bowie was really good at that too, like harmonizing with himself. Mm-hmm. And Ozzy's great at that. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of his vocals uh, are stacked. He uh, doubles his vocals a lot, mm-hmm. and he does that. But his, yeah, those harmonies, like you said, Beatlesque and like spot on, really. Good. Good. Yeah. 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 yeah it's good Nobody stuff. sings like him, right? Exactly. That's that's what I was going to say. No one no one sings like Before him. Before or after has ever sounded like him. Exactly. It's true. It's true. And it's a hard thing to quantify, but man, the, yeah, the guy had it. He, yeah. he has something. And there's know. a theme going out, right? It's that Bob and Lee, that 
that just kind of low end carry through every song. Yeah, that bump. Just, yeah right, right. Yeah, yeah. That like low Max end. Norman should have produced Injustice for All, right? And oh, right. yeah. Maybe oh my Jason God. Newstead would have been heard. Oh my God. <laughs> that's another. Yeah, yeah. That, that's for another show. But that's another <laughs> crazy. So much crazy shit goes on, right? Uh, uh, with uh, a lot of drama and, and heavy metal. A lot of yeah. That's. <laughs> A lot of drama. It's true. Um, also, did you read? Uh, supposedly, Randy Rhodes' guitar solo on this is was just a scratch solo, and he was supposed I didn't to. Hear that. Yeah, he was supposed to. Uh, it was just a scratch thing, and he was supposed to o- overdub it and do it, but they ran out of time, and he just never did it. They kept the scratching. I mean, it sounds great, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm sure Randy Rhodes' scratch guitar solo is better than better than most people. Yeah, most people's regular. Solo. And uh, and the theme, I like the theme on this one. Voodoo doll, but but then uh, the the kicker is the voodoo doll is really you. <laughs> so were you in? Uh, were you when you get these? I'd like to. Does this album have the lyrics on it? It does. It I can read them then. I can't read them now. It's, but it's all too small. Say, but did you? But as a kid, would you? Were <laughs> oh, you into absolutely. lyrics at all? You were. Okay. You oh, were absolutely. Yeah, okay, and that's good. why I think digital music now it's. Uh, it didn't capture me as much. I mean, I ripped things to listen to my phone and, and things it's like that, same, but it's yeah. not the same. It's never the same, no. It's not. Everybody. There's a lot of effort just put into curating an album, and I think people miss that now. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's true, because you would spend, and yeah, you would spend, but also it's a thing being younger, you have more time in your hands to spend time with a record. <laughs> you would just sit and listen to it over and over and like pour over everything on the record, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Over and over. Yeah and, yeah. and 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 that's what a buddy of mine used, and I used to do, and that's how we found a lot of things, and it was... And at the time, you didn't have the internet, you didn't have YouTube to preview things. Yes. So, like, we would go off to, um, like, I don't know if you remember a store called Record Haven. Oh, yeah. Of course, Record Haven. Yeah. And they had I, I bought a, a lot of records. A there. killer import section. And yes. that's where we would buy stuff. And you'd buy things strictly on album artwork or a photo on the back or oh, a logo. Totally. Yeah. Site, you just, that's it. You just bought it and you're like, it looks cool. I'll bring it home and listen to it. Yeah. The uh, Stranglers. I think the first, I bought a Stranglers record just because I love it. I said, I have to buy this record. Yes. <laughs> and then it and I became a huge Stranglers fan. And, and people yeah. don't do that anymore. No, they don't. And and also, I had mentioned this before, it, it kind of forced you because you were spending your money buying a record. You like had to spend time in it because you, you wanted to like it because you didn't want to waste your money. So you right. gave it, you gave it a chance. Like now oh, yeah. you, people don't give stuff a chance because they'll listen, they'll go on YouTube and they'll listen to it and go, ah, I don't like that. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and there's been stuff that's I've listened to over the years that uh, you hear the hits, right? And and I, I, we put my wife and I would put on a mix on just a random mix, put it on shuffle play. Right. I don't know how many times Simple Minds has come on, and it's a deep cut that I've never heard before. No, oh, and it's great, they have right? So much good music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. People right. only know the hits, of course, right? of course, yeah. And 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 that's what you heard on the radio. That's what you hear on greatest hits and things like that. And. Right. Uh, I think if you sit down and you really listen to an album the way it was supposed to be presented, you, you, you just miss a lot if you don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Especially good good records, the great records. Right. That's the whole thing. Well, that's what the show's all about, Eric. <laughs> exactly. Right. There's no duds on this. Right, right. Exactly. All right. So now we get this song. More more softy, hippie, uh, hippie Ozzy with this one. I guess this is the, this is the most... Um, I don't know, softest song on the rec- on the record tonight, right? Yeah. Uh, for him, yeah. Uh, for sure. it, it's a nice song, though. It, it is. It's got a really pretty chorus, too. Let's listen to a little bit of Tonight. <laughs> There's a lot of 
musicality going on there. The the piano and everything and, and the and the chord changes and everything. Yeah. It's like really musical and pretty, right? It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it is. Great and, solo on that song as well. Oh well yeah, oh my god, Randy Rhodes, yeah, I'll I'll play some of that, especially yeah, the whole outro solo thing is yeah, just amazing. It's just like soul. Yeah. So you, when you, uh, what, like, what other stuff were you listening to at this time? Um, boy, what was it? Little Jimi Hendrix and little Led Zeppelin. And oh, really? I think what kids on my block were listening to, and yeah, some kids right, in high school, right. like, or not high school, I guess it was middle school at the time. Right. Um, moving pictures and, and was things this like South that. South Florida, ready? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I remember there was a time. Uh, when kids, everyone uh, discovered Rush, and a lot of kids just got into Rush, and I never really got into them. I never did, but I remember there was a, just a time when all of a sudden, all <laughs> it was Tom Sawyer, right? That was the first thing that I heard, and I remember in middle school somebody had a little cassette deck with them, and they played that in one of the before uh, one of the, one of the classes started, and I had to hear more of that. Yeah, right, for right, sure. Right, yeah, I mean it was just it was different than what I was I had been listening to. I mean, right. Certainly Van Halen and those kinds of things that I, that I was hearing were great. And then I also listened to, like, I liked Billy Joel, and I liked Pat Benatar. And oh, okay. So, oh, yeah, she did, yeah. She was fantastic. She was, she was, she was fantastic. Yeah, that was, Still is fantastic. She Still was. can sing like that. Yeah, she's amazing. amazing. She is amazing. Um, so, so I think that's, but it was soon after that that it, because this is 81, it was like right then into Judas Priest and Iron Maiden. Oh, okay. And, All right. and it just kind of built from there. Right. and. Queensryche and and uh, but scorpions. But you weren't. And, but so, so you weren't strictly metal kid or anything like that. You you kind of skipped around genres. I was. And stuff. I would say once I got to high school, that's pretty much what I listened to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then working in record stores branched out. I, yeah, I right, branched right. out. Right. Like I didn't get the the Cure and the Smiths and things like that in high school. Right. And then I started working in record stores and and I started getting into that and I started getting into like GBH and things like that and it was like oh that's very much. Why wouldn't I listen to that right, if I was yeah, into metal? Exactly. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> like I was listening to, um, you know, one of the uh, one of your podcasts, and you were doing. I think it was Number of the Beast, and you were talking about Paul Diano, and I was like, "That's that was so punk rock." That was punk rock. Yeah, it was right. Those first yeah, two Iron Maiden records are so punk rock. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Steve Harris true. will never admit to that. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's so true. That's great. All right. So this next one, depending on who you ask. All right. Uh, S-A-T-O. What do you, do you have a definitive thing? What S-A, you don't, right? No. <laughs> I don't think there is a definitive no. thing. Because I, I saw one thing and I saw people say, oh, it stands for sailing across the ocean, S-A-T-O, or sailing away to Oz. But then did you see Sharon Osbourne said that it's the initials Sharon Arden and Thelma Osbourne, who, who was his first wife. But that's like bonkers. Like, why would he call us? <laughs> after her but there's like an interview where she says oh that's what it is so i don't know who the fuck knows what it's about. i wouldn't buy anything she says <laughs> i know right yeah oh god that what a nightmare i mean i will say this though she brought you you do have to credit her because ozzy if he didn't have someone handling him i think at that time when certainly he left, without her he's not here right now he's yeah exactly he's not alive For sure yeah no, absolutely but, but uh he needed when he left Black Sabbath, I mean, he could have easily just gone away to nothing and do nothing. And then all of a sudden he became this Ozzy Osbourne that, right. you know, that was huge. And, and you, so you do have to give her credit for that, but still uh, uh, kind of a horrible person. though, For sure. And they, and I mean, you think about Randy, but the, the amount of guitar players that went through that band too, young guitar players, yes, right, Jakey, right. Lay, and Jakey Lee and, and Zach Wild and yeah. Gus G and these, these guys that came in and played who were relatively unknown guys at yeah, the time right who have had great careers since then oh yeah yeah um and it seems like they i don't know if there's an expiration date on a guitar player for them outside <laughs> oh, of yeah, randy right, right. which but know, they also have a talent for spotting uh talented people and using it yeah or then, brad gillis when randy died he did this you know speak of the devil tour yeah that's right that's right yeah who was a relatively unknown guy as well right yeah night yeah, ranger yeah. was just starting right right, right. um and uh and he 
branched off and did this, did that tour. Yeah, and, uh, right, right. And, and, uh, man, what shoes to try and fill, right? Ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it must, be, must have been terrifying. Yeah. All right, so let's listen. Whatever the fuck this song's about, I don't know. But what do you think of this song? Though? Do you like this song? I think it's a yeah. cool song. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's uh, a good lead into the, the epic finale. It is, finale. the epic finale. Okay, S-A-T-O. <laughs> And you know what I was thinking? A raw, like a little raw sounding. It could be like a Zeppelin, like a later day Zeppelin song or something yeah. I could hear. It's, that's, that's straight ahead rock and roll. Right, that exactly. Song. That's just straight There's ahead no rock and roll. There's no complexity to that one. Right, 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 right. But it's great. It's like well done, well played, well you executed. Just roll the windows down and drive fast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm, yeah, I'm going to, I don't have a car here though, Eric. What am I going to do? <laughs> Just tell the shuttle driver, roll down your window. You think he'll do it? He may do it. The shuttle driver is here in Seattle. He's very nice. Yeah, he is. Yeah, people are actually pretty nice, except the ones that get angry that miss their flights and they get. (laughs) They're just traveling through. (laughs) Yeah, usually that's true. They are just traveling through. All right, so we get the final song. This is like the epic, uh, epic of the the record. and did, did you hear the guitar part at the beginning, what it is? It's like influenced by some, uh, by a Cuban composer, a classical guitarist, Leo Brower. I guess it's sort of what he plays is sort of like an homage to that. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll find it and I'll play a little okay. bit of that too. And Bob Daisley, this is funny. Bob Daisley said, originally when he and Randy were like coming up with this song, Ozzy came to rehearsal and because it had like a weird timing, a funny timing, he couldn't get his head around it. And he said, who the fuck do you think I am? Frank Zappa? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but they sort of helped him. They said, well, you sing. You don't sing here. You sing here. And the timing goes like this. And then he ended up getting into it and he ended up really liking it. It is a little off the time. It is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's like, could you picture him saying that? For sure. Yeah, of course. And the title uh, came from a 1963 movie of the same name, Diary of a Madman, starring Vincent Price. Wherever evil exists in the heart of man, the Horla lives. Would you like to know the secret of the Horla's mysterious power? Come then with me, and I will lead you into the dwelling place of evil itself, where you too will be possessed. By the Interesting. Yeah. So, I didn't that up. <laughs> All right. Well, let's listen to the wonderfully epic Diary of a Madman. It sounds like the intro to a movie. Yes. Yeah, totally.
obviously I can't just play the whole song, but <laughs> but it really does. Why not? I know. Well, you know, you could uh, you could you could play the song yourself. Get it. Uh, <laughs> get the record. And uh, that's my favorite song. Aussie song. Oh yeah, it's great. It's it's, it's a so- journey. Yeah, it is. It's a journey, and it and uh, yeah, I I do it. I would listen to this one again, and I go, I'm gonna listen to that one again. And there's just so much going on, and it again, it's so sad with Randy Road because you could hear. I mean, he's showing you the blueprint because he's playing this beautiful classical thing at the beginning on acoustic, but then he he turns up the distortion and does basically the same thing, and it shows you that he's thinking classically but he's doing all he's you know taking it to a, a, a another level and it's like that's it's it's so great and it's like you could just only imagine what he would have done you know, and in such a short forward. career i mean you can hear him play he has a definitive sound oh yeah oh for sure for sure um yeah, and, right. and if you listen to even the the, the next record and the next it's each guitar player had their own definitive sound as well right yeah jakey yeah, lee sounds like Nothing like Randy. He Zach didn't. I mean, nothing like Jake or Randy. Yeah, which was great. I, one thing I, I really appreciate when they got Jakey e. Lee, he didn't. Very few. Uh, one of the few guitar players there that didn't really use a, a bar at all, a, right. a whammy bar. He didn't do that. Yeah. And uh, and it's cool because it made it just yeah, like you said, he had his own style, which is cool. Which is something you know you got to give Ozzy credit for. He would uh, he wouldn't just get these hacks. He would get people that uh, you know had their own style and yeah. that were talented, and he would use them, and then they would probably get sick right. of him and quit. Right. <laughs> yeah, but then you have somebody like Gus G that comes in, who's now got to play whatever's you know Randy played and whatever Jake yeah, played, and right, he's like, right, right. and I've got to you know I'm going to bring my own style in as well. Yes, and, and he's know. probably getting paid minimum wage by Sharon. <laughs> you know, so and it's interesting. So. His band Firewind played open for Queensryche on on in 2019 when I was oh, with them in okay. Europe. Insider they, info. Yeah, <laughs> let's hear it. And he had said that um, he had the way they toured. He says that was like first class everything. Yeah, when he was with them. Oh, okay. You know? And now he's riding around on a bus, and you know, and and they're <laughs> right. doing great. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But uh, you know, when you're playing when you're playing at that level with with Ozzy and your your tour, I mean, it's yeah. Well. As it it's should be. It's a different be. life, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Of, of course, as it should be, as it should be. But it's rock and roll, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Aren't yeah. you? You're lucky. I'm glad I asked you if you're a musician. You're not. You're, you're so lucky you, you are not. You did not get into that because no. well, most people are miserable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just listen to it, you know, yeah. enjoy it, appreciate it. No, that's great. I'm glad you appreciate it. And I'm like I said, I'm really glad you brought this record. Uh, it was a good choice. It was great. I mean, obviously, I'm 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 sure I'm preaching to a lot of people that know, oh, yeah, of course you idiot. Of course it's a fucking great record. But then if there's certain people like me that maybe never dug in and listened to it and realized I think how that great people know him for Sabbath, Crazy Train, and the Osbournes. Yeah, right, right. And then some people, that's it. Yeah, that's all they And know. that's where it stops. Yeah. And yeah. I think if people who, who are fans of metal, fans of hard rock, I think, listen to this record, they, you know, the musicianship on this record is incredible it is it's incredible it's off the charts yeah it, it really is and, and vocally uh, to my opinion his best performance i think so too i agree all right so great record uh thanks again eric for coming for in and me. being my guest you may be my only guest in seattle i don't know i've been trying to get duff mckeegan i know he lives here but he's not returning my calls so. he's on tour <laughs> he's on tour that's what happened i, I think i could have got him but uh, he was gone already but i know it's a day job you know yeah 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 but it's great. Do you have anything, Eric, that that you, you'd like to plug? You want to plug anything? I don't have anything to plug. <laughs> no, okay. I, you know, I, 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 I'll be great. Refreshing. That's very refreshing. <laughs> you not to have something to plug. <laughs> not that I, I don't mind. I have guests on. They plug stuff. That's great. But uh, if you don't have anything to plug, that's fine. I have some stuff to plug. Uh, on Instagram and Facebook, it's at that record got me high. Also, that Facebook group got me high. Don't forget, you can actually get to it now and find it. It's not hidden anymore. So you should definitely join up with that. That's a lot of fun. At Twitter, it's at TRGMH Podcast. And you can email me at TRGMH33 at gmail.com. Don't forget, guys, if you become a patron, you could uh, be part of our patron curated episodes uh, that are done by the patrons. Uh, the next one is going to be that soundtrack got me high. It's going to be a lot of fun. People are sending in their favorite soundtracks. And they're actually introducing and stuff. And you could do that. So become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash TRGMH and become a patron of the show. It's the thing to do. Uh, and don't forget, subscribe if uh, if you're listening to this and you listen to whatever you listen to. Subscribe. It really helps. Uh, Eric, thanks again for coming. Thanks for having me. Did you have a good time? Did you enjoy it? It was great. Good. I was awesome. a little nervous. Why, why was I nervous? I have no idea. No, no it's not because you're sitting in front of a mic and it is nervous. So. First time I've sat in front of a mic. So. I get nervous every time we do the show. Excellent. 
Um, <laughs> but I'm usually drinking. I have no, I didn't drink one drop. How ironic. Me and you, we didn't drink. I, I, saw, I, I had nothing to offer you, so I didn't. No, it's all good. But how ironic. The one, we do an Aussie record. both dry as a, <laughs> dry as a bone. All right. So uh, thanks again, Eric. Thanks, guys, for listening. We will see you next week. This is Rob in Seattle. I am out of here. <laughs>